Listen, all you New Yorkers. Is the 77 WABC minicast. Good morrow, everybody. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm superstar Frank Morano. And one of the things that I try to do is not always talk about the same things. I recognize the fact that I have a lot of interests that may not be your interests. So, what I try to do on this show is I try to talk about subjects that I'm interested in, but that I think you will too. Now, one of the subjects that I have been sort of, over the course of the last three years of doing this show, on a different platform, on a different plane than where most of the public is, is the issue of Russia and Ukraine. And this has become more pronounced over the last 630 days of this Russia-Ukraine war. In short... Basically, the conventional wisdom is that Russia is hell-bent on world domination. Russia is led by some James Bond-style villain in Vladimir Putin. And whatever we have to do, we need to crush Russia at all costs. Now, there are a lot of bad things that you could say about Vladimir Putin. I do not subscribe to that conventional wisdom narrative at all. And I've brought on a lot of guests that differ from that conventional wisdom narrative. And I've shared my two cents as to why I think that's a a really shallow view of the situation in Russia and Europe, in Europe in general. And my hope that instead of ending this war by arming the Ukrainians and giving them whatever they want, that the United States' role should be to facilitate a diplomatic end to this so we can see people stop dying. That's my hope in a nutshell. But a lot of people get upset by what I say on this front. So I try not to shove it down your throats. I could talk about Ukraine and the situation there because I honestly think it is the most important issue in the world right now, actually, Uh, at least in the top three. Um, I could do four hours every day on this, but I'm not going to do that because... um, I I think that would alienate a lot of you, and, you know, it's so much of a downer. One of my major problems with how Ukraine has been covered in the mainstream press, and I'm talking about Fox News, and I'm talking about MSNBC, I'm talking about CBS News, I'm talking about ABC News, uh, with the exception of Tucker Carlson, who's no longer on Fox News, is that so many of these media outlets treat the president of Ukraine and the Ukrainian government as if he's Winston Churchill or Nelson Mandela or George Washington or some sort of bizarre hybrid of Nelson Mandela, George Washington, and Winston Churchill. When the truth is, he's anything but. And the Ukrainian government is corrupt, it's oppressive, it is not a democracy, it is really... The antithesis of a democracy. They don't allow freedom of uh, expression. They don't allow freedom of religion. They ban opposition political parties. They just cancel elections. But by far, my biggest problem with the Ukrainian government and the people that are fighting the Russians in Ukraine, and we've heard this, and you don't take my word from this, we've heard this from people that are actually fighting 
in the Donbass region right now. They've called into this show. Americans like uh, Russell Bentley, who is fighting in the Donbass against the Ukrainian government. He told us a year and a half, two years ago, he said, we're fighting Nazis. My biggest problem is that the Ukrainian government is crawling with Nazis. And three years ago, uh, maybe a little shy of three years ago, having nothing to do with Russia, The Forward, great newspaper. We had uh, recently one of the editors of The Forward on it. It's a Jewish newspaper. I read it every day. They did a really interesting um, article, comprehensive article, detailing how many monuments to Nazis there are in the United States. And spoiler alert, there are more than you might think. And there are more than you should be. And I looked through this whole list. And a shocking number of these monuments to Nazis were on the grounds of Ukrainian Orthodox churches in the United States. Now, of course, that doesn't mean all Ukrainians are Nazis. That's certainly not the case. But there is something bizarre about where a lot of key aspects of Ukrainian society and a lot of key aspects of the Ukrainian government, why they're so comfortable palling around with Nazis. Now... Uh, You got to be careful when you use the term Nazi because what the Nazis did was so bad and their ideology is so repugnant that the word Nazi has almost lost some of its sting recently because people refer to folks that they don't like, mostly conservative, but it doesn't have to be, could be anybody that deviates from kind of standard establishment orthodoxy on a whole bunch of controversial issues, they call them Nazis. I've heard uh, Donald Trump be called a Nazi and compared to Hitler. So the temptation these days is to refer to people we don't like as Nazis and fascists. But the truth is there really is an ideology behind Nazism. And one of the most bizarre events in the last decade of American politics is watching primarily liberals, but not exclusively, who see Nazis and Hitler under every Donald Trump hat. They finally encounter real-life Nazis in Ukraine, and what's their solution? Well, they want to arm them, fund them, and revere them. So on, I didn't talk about this on Monday, and then I had it on my list yesterday, and there was like three or four stories that I had just done, which were all such downers. So I said, let me give everybody a break. Let me not talk about the Ukrainian president again clapping like a hyena praising a Nazi. So I didn't mention this yesterday, and I had it on my list today, and I'm glad I waited because there's been a tremendous development on this story. Now, just to give you a little bit of the history about where the Ukrainians and the Nazis are now, this is, I'm going to read from a very pro Zelensky newspaper, the New York Times, June of 2023. Ukraine has worked for years through legislation and military re- restructuring to contain a fringe far right movement whose members proudly wear symbols steeped in Nazi history and espouse views hostile to leftists, LGBTQ movements, and ethnic minorities. But some members of these groups have been fighting Russia since the Kremlin illegally annexed part of Crimea in 2014 and are now part of the broader military structure. Some, and we're talking about Nazis here, real honest-to-God Nazis who are wearing Nazi symbols, 
Some, this is from the New York Times, some are regarded as national heroes even as the far right remains marginalized politically. Listen to this, again, from the New York Times. The iconography of the, or iconography, yeah, I think that's the word, the iconography of these groups, including a skull and crossbones patch worn by concentration camp guards and a symbol known as the Black Sun, now appears with some regularity on the uniforms of soldiers fighting on the front line. I just want you to interject here, Frank Morano speaking, not the New York Times. Think about that. The people that are fighting on behalf of the Ukrainians right now are wearing symbols that Nazi concentration camp guards wore as they were murdering Jews, and including, back to reading the New York Times, they, uh, the iconography of these groups, including a skull and crossbones patch worn by concentration camp guards and a symbol known as the Black Sun, now appears with some regularity on the uniforms of soldiers fighting on the front line including soldiers who say the imagery symbolizes Ukrainian sovereignty and pride, not Nazism. What? What? 